Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the cool, 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 the cool down. Well, I'm settled. I tried, I tried, I tried my best, my best Claudia impersonation. As you can see, Claudia got a haircut. I think maybe the they cut a bit too much off the front there. We got one guy with his with his pilots. I don't know what he's doing with his earphones there. We got Matty here. Uh, Martinho Mason uh, after a 4-0 win, mm-hmm. uh, and then we got Musa, uh, Mr. Mr. Thomas Tuchel himself, and we got yes, Nick, who's apparently going to stay in the Premier League, even though he lost to Arsenal. Why does it sound like you're not sure that? there, Nick? Yeah, yeah, he's a bit, he's a bit yeah. scared. I don't know why he's scared, man. Come on, you got like about like points on on Fulham, and they didn't they didn't win. Listen, I've, yeah. seen this, I've told you guys already, I've seen this movie before. So, when we get to 38 days, then I'll be fine. The thing Nick, is, my team did, did its best to help you out. So, you guys have yeah. to do this. Right? So. Exactly. Yeah, that's the thing. We're not going to get points in the next two games. So, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. If Fulham can pull something out the hat, I'll be surprised. But I hope mm. Gents, before we, we move on and we discuss any football matters, I think one thing that we have to have to address is just in case you didn't notice, we know Mosa takes pride in his appearance. We know he's got the green screen. Look how beautiful and bright his face is. But the reason for that is, and we're not going to hide this. We, we, we need to show the reason for his bright face. And we've got it there. His agent, his agent has been taking hey, care of the man, making him have facials. At the moment. <laughs> hey, what, what you, My what agent's working hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there we go. Yeah, daddy, day, da- what daddy daughter self came. Oh, so. oh yeah, yeah, yes, man. My yes, agent God. introduced it over the weekend to to kind of you know uh, <laughs> make sure that we all set for a really good productive week, and she got us into this uh, whole procedure of getting face masks on, pampering ourselves. You know, it's nice to do. I told her I can only do it once a year, though, so <laughs> she took. <laughs> 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 but, but just in case you guys, just in case everyone thinks the calling his daughter his agent is an over exaggeration, just to give you guys some insight, when we were doing some photo uh, photography work, she was there on standby. She had the makeup kit ready. She had toilet paper ready to dab his sweaty face when he's kicking the ball, not listening to what the the art directors were saying. So she's on point, and she's always making sure he looks good. It almost makes everyone else think they need to have daughters, Matt. I don't know about you and your two sons if they help you out. Uh, maybe not in the same way. <laughs> We've never given each other facials or anything like that, but um, <laughs> they keep me young in their own way. <laughs> in one way or another, you know. And, yeah, exactly. and old in other ways. Old in other yeah, exactly. Ways. <laughs> right, now, now that that's out of the way, we're going to discuss the Premier League results as we normally do on the cool down. And the first game we need to cover, largely because it's important for the top four sort of race, the Southampton Leicester City 1 1 draw, guys. I don't know if anyone watched this, but at the end of the day, this is significant for crunch time, end of the season. That's Friday. Yeah. I, I watched a bit of it and I was excited to see, you know, uh, Southampton potentially uh, creating an upset. But then I guess, uh, look, a 1 1 draw is still a bit of an upset to Leicester City and their fans and their uh, put, uh, hopes of getting in the top four. But um, yeah, it was it was uh, good to see um, Leicester's character on the day. Southampton did have a good quality on the field, but Leicester was just a bit too good for them. I don't know what's happening at Southampton at the moment. It looks like everything has just gone haywire. It seems like a very different team to the team 
that we saw at the beginning of the season where we were excited about, you know, Hassan Hurtel, the kind of players he's got, the run that they managed to put through at the beginning of the season, you know, and now it's all kind of fallen away. They're kind of uh, playing close to where Newcastle is on the log and it seems like you're... <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, man, Leicester did well on the day, I think, to get the, the point. They were probably expecting a little bit more from a Southampton team, which has been struggling for form recently. But yeah, it was exciting, um, exciting game from my side, I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, look, Southampton I never... have done this to themselves a few times this season where they've had a good start to a game and then they just can't pull it off their day against us. Um, they were beating us at half time, I think it was, or we, we, I think we pulled it back to the draw at half time, and then Spurs ended up beating them five two. Mm. Um, but they, 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 they have struggled for consistency, which is a shame because they've got some fantastic players. I mean, you look across the across the pitch, they've got some really solid players. Ward Prowse obviously has had a phenomenal season. Danny Ings has found the goal scoring touch again, so they've got some really good players. Um, and even Walcott's been looking looking more like Walcott again lately, and I think that's been really cool yeah. to see. Um, but at the same time, I think this is probably a missed opportunity for Leicester more than Southampton. I think Southampton obviously will be kicking themselves they didn't get all three points. But if you'd offered them a draw before the game, they definitely would have taken it. Whereas Leicester, yeah. for them, this was probably one when they were looking at the running, they were thinking that's a game we've got to get three points in, in order just to give themselves that cushion going into the last couple of weeks. I think they mm-hmm. did well. I think the Saints did well. The fact that they got a red card in the first half, you know, um, yeah. you know, the fact that they got a red card, you know, um, Do you think was that saying, was a red card though? Yeah, I nah, don't know. nah, man, it should not. Yeah, that's no, too soft. No, no, yeah. so, no, I don't know. I don't think it was a red card, man. I think you see, that's yeah. the problem with the Premier League sometimes, man. I think they feel when it's not a, a glaring error, then they don't overturn it. Uh, mm. but yeah, but luckily it doesn't turn out into another 9 1 for Southampton. Um, <laughs> because because that's what happened the last time, that's what happened last season. They got a red card in the first half. And Leicester just went wild and they scored those nine goals. Yeah. So at least this time they could at least um, get the first goal, which was a penalty. Um, and then obviously Leicester came back uh, with Inacho's um, cross to Evans. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, Musa's, Musa can definitely get a chance to come into the into the top three somehow. We might allow you into the top three for the first time. How <laughs> <in a long laughs> <time. laughs> kind of you, sir? <laughs> <laughs> if you guys get points deducted, you might be letting a lot more people into the top three than you can. Nah, don't, don't worry, man. Don't worry. Just don't worry, everybody go through, go through, yeah. go through. Sorry, I've been holding this place in the line for my friends. I'm not going. Nah, don't, 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 don't do that. Twelve-point deduction is what I'm doing, eh? No, nah, they won't do it. Yes, they won't, sir. They won't do it. They'll give us a fine. They'll no, give us a fine. No, no, no. Hey, my friend, you just went, try to go to the Super League. Premier League is not mm. happy with you guys at the moment. They must and they can you. make an example of you guys because they know if they mm. do it just to you guys, they don't need to deduct points from all six of the dirty six. They can just do it to you guys. Make just, an just example. Yeah, yeah, I'm in agreement. I'm in agreement. Let let the dirtiest be hung yes. out to dry. The, the, I like the that. Dirty, the dirty six. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, boys, don't worry, man. We'll, we'll qualify for Champions League either way uh, via winning the Europa League, so it's all good. You know, we don't really okay. mind how we do it. From a man who was saying Ole needs to be out, he's pretty confident. Uh, guys, yeah. before we move on to the next game. Uh, what was I, uh, I do? He, he, he gave me 6-2. I cannot dispute him. But 6-2 in the first leg semi-final, you know, he still has to win the final. That's the other thing. And, you know, Arsenal, they did beat Newcastle. Confidence is high right now. Who said Arsenal's in the final? They need to still beat Villarreal. Come on, guys. Una Emery. You know, you know. 
<laughs> Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Jets, uh, Pumlani, Pumlani is saying the Saints are too expensive, and I think that's been a big issue for them throughout the course of the yeah. season, hence, hence their struggles. But one that we need to cover is the Brighton-Leeds game, largely because, I mean, this was inevitable, wasn't it? They had that run against Man City, Liverpool United. they mid-table, mid-table, they're fairly safe, and they played against a side who technically are fighting at the bottom there. And it was just one of those situations that they weren't going to it wasn't going to go their way. In fact, I actually put money on Brighton to win this game. I don't know what everyone else's thoughts were. Hey, man, I don't know if you guys saw the Wildback goal. Oh, what a, what a well-taken goal, man. I think they, they, deserve that, they deserve that win. I think that's probably one of the games that I managed to catch a good amount of minutes this weekend. Um, they did well. And I think, obviously, the fact that they needed the points more um, than Leeds. And, and Leeds had a good run, have, have been having a good run, man. Um, you know? You know, it's, it's 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 a bit it's unfortunate. I think where the fact that um, the fact that they 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 you know they played um, City, United, and Liverpool um, and got five points in those in those three games, but then now they play a team that's below them, and then they just they just weren't there. But I think one of the things that we need to ask uh, of Leeds is that Calvin Phillips, when he's not playing, they struggle. You know, they've lost I don't know how many games, but they've lost quite a number of games where he's not playing, and this was another game where they've lost. Um, so I think he's like one of the most important. He's probably the most important player for Leeds. At least. But he's the mean, engine. And it's I've, I've said it. I've said it before, though. I think you know this group of players are are sort of strong and they're bought into Bielsa's plan. Mm. It's only going to take them so far. Like mm. uh, they'll be a mid-table team for as long as True. they don't sort of invest. And I'm not suggesting that they they need to invest right, uh, right, uh, right away because I mean they've just come up. But you know, to you know, there was a lot of calls of yeah, maybe they might make Europe uh, with this sort of style of football. Maybe they'll jump into the top eight. This squad of players won't. This squad of players won't. Um, will only get them so far. So yeah. Um, I think, I think he says it. He says it best, right? Yeah. <laughs> roll over and die now. But, but Pumlani, I, I do want to say that they they can't afford to roll over and die because I'm a firm believer that the way in which you finish the season is how you start the next one. I mean, hence what happened to Liverpool carried through the season, and we're looking here. We they can't afford that. Newcastle. I don't yeah. know how they're going to bounce back. Maybe, maybe it might be a brighter start next season for Steve Bruce and, and Nick's team. Am I right, Nick? Steve, Steve Bruce, Steve Bruce, there, is, Come on. Steve Bruce is going to hit the summer hard. He's going to be on yeah. the beach. He's going to be getting into fights with police horses. He's not going to be thinking about <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Forget the police, the horse. Yeah, the horse. You need to have faith, man. The guy's not going to be there. Listen, I think what's going to help us, I know we're sort of changing the subject here, but we're going to get 10,000 fans in our stadium and they are going to be all Bruce Art for 90 minutes when we play against Sheffield mm. United. So I don't know if he would want to even come back after that, to be fair. Mm. But yeah, he is getting paid a good salary. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. I mean, I don't. We, we are going to talk about the Man United-Liverpool yeah. game being postponed just now. So to answer... Our Arjun's sort Arjun. of question, the Glazers, Arjun. Yeah, we, we will address that. Um, yeah, but I, just, I I agree with him. Glazers out, man. Glazers need to go out. Yeah, but this this get is an interesting out. thing. Get them out. But, but Nick mentioning, you know, the fans are going to come into Newcastle Stadium and also pretty much ask the same question or ask, ask the same thing. And I think that's going to be a trend throughout, or, or like the rest of it, because like everyone's saying now, it's not the case of individual clubs trying to get their own owners out, but it's fans banding together saying. 
we want control of football and we all need to keep the momentum going. And I think that's the interesting thing that's pretty much coming out of all of this. I don't know, mm. Nick, mm. I mean, yes. we've been saying fans fighting. I mean, you, you know, Siddle, from a Man United perspective, the fans have been doing this for a long time, trying to get the Glazers out. If we're mm. looking at Nick, Nick's been going through a Mike Ashley sort of turmoil scenario for the last how many years? So they, like I said, I think I mentioned this on the previous season, we should probably consult with the Newcastle guys and see what they are doing so we know what not to do because they haven't been successful. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think there was a lot of, on my Twitter feed, there was a lot of people saying, you know what, credit has to go to, to, the, to the Man United fans that actually did what they did because what we've done is actually so tame. Um, and what I've yeah. found with regards to our uh, fan base is there's a lot of division. Um, there's a lot of people that will say that they're not happy with the owner, but there are quite a few non-bright Geordie fans, if you want to call them that, that will just pay their 50 quid or 40 quid and go to a football match because that's what they've done since they were five years old. Um, yeah. And, you know, what actual sort of action that needs to happen is you need to boycott. Like for us, we've needed a boycott for years. Our biggest boycott that we got, we got, I think, 48,000. I mean, we hold 52. That's no boycott. You know, you actually need to hurt him, hurt Mike Ashley where, where, where it hurts the mm. most, and that's his, his back pocket. So I think for me, um, what Man United did, um, and I know we will talk about it, but I thought it was fantastic. You know, they, they broke the rules. I think, I think Nick, we might as well just talk about it now. We, we, let's get, let's focus yeah. on it. We've got some people asking the question. Let's focus on it. Let's get out the way yeah. and yeah, continue think, as you I were. Think, I think, I think uh, you know, they, they took the bull by the horns um, and, they, and they literally said, you know, we are not happy. We want you out and we are going to go as far as stopping this game. I don't know yeah. if that was their, their intention. I was, I was actually reading a few, a few articles, a few tweets was it their intention to try get the game off? I think if it was, they were they, they were spectacular in what they did. Um, yeah. You know, breaking into the stadium, then moving to the hotel, um, you know, creating sort of a pan, a pandemony. I think that's the word. Um, and, it's you know, enough. like, I think... This is why you might get relegated from the English. I think in that sense, you know, you know Newcastle have had um, a couple of protests, but they've stood outside a Sports Direct store and had a few banners and, and, and shouted, Ashley out. That's not going to do anything. Um, mm. And I would be surprised, you know, if there were only a hundred or so, a couple of hundred uh, Man United fans, but I would be interested to see if there will be 10,000 fans in your first home game that you have at the end of the season. Because if I was them, I, would, I just wouldn't rock up. Yeah, or if true. they do rock up, they're going to rock up to protest more than they will rock yeah, up to actually watch a, a good, a good uh, 90 I minutes guess, of football. I guess our issues, our issues probably are a little bit more different from, you know, uh, Man United, you know, I think they are financial, yes. Uh, but Newcastle mm. obviously in a lot more of a sorry state than Man United are. Um, mm. But yes, I do agree. You know, they, it, you need to you need to hold them accountable, and I think they've done that. Um, is there going to be a ban or a, not a ban? A point, point deduction. Point, point deduction. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the talk is at the moment. But you know, uh, I think from if the Premier League had to look from where they're actually coming from, 
it would be slightly unjust, but you know, it's not. It shouldn't be Liverpool's fault for 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 the fact that Man United are having issues with their fans. But but I think I think like apart from talking about any points deduction, I think more right about let's focus about the fans actually protesting and going. Okay, cool. If we're going to make this a movement, if they are calling for everyone to keep this sort of obviously the Super League was the tipping point. But if this has to continue, who gives a shit about the points deduction? Like, if they all do it, they all do it. The only issue is by doing this. And somewhat, you could even say it could result in the disbanding of the, the league. But if you're doing that, the irony is a club like West Ham, who have had a successful season, kind of are the ones that lose out. And at the end, it's the bigger clubs that are then still dictating, not necessarily in the Super League sort of way, but... The, the loyalist fans or the traditional fans are coming together, banding together. So I think what I want to ask you guys is if we're looking at these fans protesting, where do we stand with regards to them doing it until the end of the season? Because the, 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 the words out in terms of United fans are going to continue doing this. And they're yeah, asking no, for other guys to join. There's, there's another protest happening um, in two weeks' time um, that May United is going to, uh, that, that they've organized. Um, so yeah, all the fan channels, all the Twitter pages that I follow have been have been posting that yeah meet, let's meet up. Um, there was even um, there was a, a petition that was um, going around um, to be signed. Um, got about over a hundred thousand signatures. So apparently in the UK, if you get uh, over a hundred thousand signatures, um, then government will look at your petition. So they got the petition in terms of to look at ownership. Um, club ownership um, in the UK, and they got that um, through. I think last week Friday, so they've you know they've they've gotten that to 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 um, Downing Street, and hopefully it can be debated at some point in time. But yeah, I think man, the thing is at the end of the day is that you know the Glazers won't want to sell Man um, United mm-hmm. because um, you know it's a it's it's quite a profitable uh, business that they have. You know you know they bought this with debt. Um, they continually take twenty million uh, pounds per season um, in dividends from from the club. Um, they don't really invest much in the club. Um, you know, someone actually uh, made made a point where, you know, Manu- um, what's this Old Trafford hasn't been renovated uh, in a couple of years now. Um, I think it's uh, since about 2005, I think was the last time um, the stadium was renovated. So 16 years since it's been renovated. And you've seen, you know, Anfield's been renovated. Um, the two North London clubs have moved into new stadiums. Uh, yes, we still have the biggest club stadium in, in the UK, but we could have a bigger stadium, you know, that yeah, we can still fill definitely. up, you know, you know, we could definitely add another 12,000 to, to the stadium somehow. And, and they should be doing that. Yeah, and they should be doing that. Even, I think not even with the, the, the expansion, the expansion, they were speaking, uh, it was Gary Neville saying that uh, the, the stadium's rusting on the outside. Like, it is as even, well, yeah. Like, like if you look at the gates and the turnstiles and everything's just like old looking and, and it just hasn't been That's maintained. Ridiculous. So like even True. if you've That's got ridiculous. a 70, 78,000 seater stadium, you can mm. maintain that and just make it look state of the art. Mm. Um, and I True. Think that yeah. There was a leak yeah. a, couple, a couple of seasons yeah. back. There was a there was a leak uh, in a part of, in a part of the one one, one parts of the roof, uh, which which is embarrassing. You know, I think it was raining hard, and then you know where 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 the where the stand is, and then it was just leaking. Likely, obviously, it wasn't leaking directly onto the pitch, but it was yeah. leaking mm. to to the end where where the pitch goes off type of thing. You know. And that and that's that's and that's and that's embarrassing. So, so I think uh, the protests think, are, are, are warranted. Just, just from my side, and I, I think you know it, it's it actually annoyed me in the last few days where I've seen the pundits, and you know Rio Ferdinand in, in particular. Like a lot of a lot of the pundits are saying this is a good movement. You know this is fantastic, 
But you know, like Newcastle have been crying that these fans have been crying this story for the last five years. And no, no, no. But yeah, I definitely. Mean, Rio, Ferdinand, Rio Ferdinand had the cheek to say uh, in the beginning of yeah. last season, saying if 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 uh, why don't Newcastle just buy the club themselves? So I mean, why doesn't he just get a get a couple of people together and buy the club himself? So you know, at the end of the day, you know, it is going to be more publicised this uh, this protest because it is Man United, but. When you've got a shit owner, you've got a shit owner, and the fans should take action. And you know, I, I would like to think that fans across the world will take smaller clubs like Newcastle sort of more seriously when there is shit going on in the back room. And yeah. it's been going on for us for so long. And you guys sort of understand now where we come from. No, true. And I think, no, yeah. That's been I the think... point of that 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 um petition is to say that fans should be great more more closely involved in the running of their own clubs that 50 plus one rule is a really good one yeah and it's because you need something like that because the truth is the world will only take notice when it's a club like united yeah, because yeah. those are the guys who are in the news those are the guys who are controlling global football um yeah. and so but if you don't have control of your club guys like leeds and newcastle and you know just go down the go down the league structure there's teams who've had their owners just strip them bare and, and sink them time and time again and I think until we get to a point where every club can ha have its destiny kind of dictated by its fans, you're going to have this happen again and again and again. And it won't be as it won't be in the news. Even Newcastle's one, as much as you say no one's listening, it does get a lot of focus compared yeah. to some of the other smaller clubs down there. You know, you look at Wigan, for example, who are going to they're very mm. close to not existing anymore. And mm. and that was a club that had played Premier League football and they've had big names go through their doors. And that's that a club that might not exist anymore because of like weird dealings by the owners. I mean, if you read this, the Wigan story and it's weird, there's a lot it's, of stuff there that ridiculous. sounds... No, that was ridiculous. Sounds made man. up. It, like the first time I read it, no. I actually thought it was a joke, like a spoof. It was ridiculous, I think. I think, I think, I think Maddie, like from that from that point of view, like I do, I do think people are listening, but I think people think that Newcastle fans are crazy. And you know, like a real both things can be true. Out, yeah, no, fair enough. <laughs> I mean, like, to be fair, to be fair, like you know. A lot of a lot of people in the media have said, "Are Newcastle fans not grateful mm. for an owner who took us out of debt?" Yes, fair enough, but yeah. he's absolutely, as you said, stripped us dry of absolutely everything that we have. You know, we he gets free publicity for his big businesses at our club. He doesn't put a cent into the club, and I think, you know, for for people to think that Newcastle fans are, you know, and you know, it's unjustified as to why we're upset. I think that just annoys annoys the, the fan base in general. Um, yes, it might get heard, but it just <laughs> seems like, it, oh, those Newcastle fans are just talking again and they're just moaning mm. again. Um, for, for, yeah, for, so, yeah. For, for me, I think, yeah, I, I agree with everyone what they're saying. And I think the, the truth is really, like, with the United, obviously the tipping point was the, the Super League. Uh, pretty much also Arsenal fans as well. But... If you the, the reality is that these owners are coming in, um, and I don't think anyone, I don't think people can argue with it, but they're coming in, they're getting, they're buying the clubs, and they obviously they're using the fans to uh, to fill their pockets. That's what that's what it is, you know, and that's the business they're doing. So I think if they're saying they yeah they say okay yeah the, the club belongs to the fan, but they're just saying it at the end of the day they're, they're really mostly concerned about um, if, uh, if 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 uh, the happiness of the fans is is bringing their money, so I think this. Yeah, this. I think uh, this. Um, this aim or this push to represent um, the the fans um, needs to happen. 
because if, if 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 it carries on the way it is, like Man United, they're going to have to be. They have to always every time they want to be heard, they're going to have to be kicking out windows. Um, there's only so many windows in the club. Um, and <laughs> I, don't think, I think I think in I think in I think in England as well. I think with, in terms of uh, I think I mean in everywhere. I mean the 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 police is always they're always going to be more armed and ready than than the than than the normal citizen, you know. And you don't want it to be ugly like that the whole time. So I think in in the, the reality, they just need to be uh, legally uh, represented. Otherwise, it's going to be be funny. And I mean to hear yeah. what you guys are telling, what you tell what you guys are saying about the about the state of Man United is actually quite sad to hear. I mean, I, I was just thinking about it like when I was, uh, uh, I think it was a year or two ago, we went to no, it wasn't last year, it was the year before, 2019. We went to. Hang on, hang on, I just got to stop you. I just got to stop you. This is a classic Wonga moment. He loves. He, he gives us. Historical, historical history references. is historical, yeah. He has to give us the backstory before he continues. Yes, continues. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so uh, we went to um, Real Madrid's, um, I think it's the training set. I can't remember the name they gave it to it now. Um, uh, but they... Uh, Stefano, isn't it? Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, that's oh, that's the stadium. That's the stadium. That's the that's no, the, not the stadium. stadium. I'm looking. Oh, I'm looking for the, the the training grounds. They've got a facility where they train the the juniors and where the the first team train as well. So we went there, and you know, we, I think there was a. I mean, it's, it's it's top class. I mean, everything's in order. But then there was one door that was broken. Um, we went and we went through the door. It was broken. We came back an hour later, um, and the thing was fixed. Like nothing had happened. You know. Um, and that's the sort of care that those guys, it's not going to fix the next day. It's fixed literally the second um, it's noticed. And I, th- I would, I would, I was assuming that's what they would be doing elsewhere. But I mean, you're telling me all chapters in that state. Um, hey man, those, those obviously, obviously, the, obviously the priorities are very clear there. If it's like that, the priorities are very clear. Yeah. And I think Matt, you guys should I, be worried. Matt, can I ask you, if there was to be a fan share, uh, sort of that 1%, how would it work? Would there be a? I'm sure there would be a board for the fans, and then how yeah. are decisions? Because they have a voice then, obviously, in the main boardroom of the of the actual um, club. But <laughs> how do decisions come through from from the fans all the way up? Even though they will have quite a small say. Yeah, I think <laughs> what I've seen is is actually bigger than that. It's, it's the fans having fifty percent plus one share, and so they basically oh, have the 50, controlling okay, share. Yes, yeah, so it's sorry, fifty yeah. plus one. And then, yeah. and, and how that works meaningfully would probably depend from club to club because it'll depend on, on the nature of the kind of club membership and stuff. So certain clubs have got very well-established club membership. So it's easy to kind of then for them to kind of roll their voice up and elect people to represent yeah. them on that. Okay. Um, well, a lot of them think, already have forums, yeah. Like Liverpool yeah, have a and, couple and of forums. Basically just form, giving those ownership and stuff is 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 the the objective and the in the sense of they wouldn't then take dividends or anything like that it all goes back into the club you can't earn money off your club uh, the, yeah. but um it works the model the Bayern Munich model for example is one where that's been done very well and and you can see as the result is it's a club that's really run for for what they want to do mm. and i think what for me it's not so much necessarily that that has to be the way it's done i think what's important is that as <laughs> as a collective people need to talk about fans being back being able to influence the role of their club and i think the newcastle example is a really good one where you've got on look outside looking in you can see and you can say things like oh but he's got them out of debt they're 
you know, relatively stable. They're always there or thereabouts in the Premier League. You know, sometimes they go down, but they come back, whatever. What are people complaining about? But then at the same time, you've got a situation where every week thousands of people are screaming at Ashley to do something different and he can just ignore them. He doesn't have to listen to them at all. And he doesn't. He ignores mm. everything you guys say. And I think what we need is a model, whatever that ends up looking like, where club, the club hierarchies have to listen to their fans. And it needs to be in a way that's obviously transparent and easy to influence and um, kind of easy to understand from the outside and make sure that it's not being fiddled with but I think there has to be a way where football fans because if you think about it also even at United for all the stuff that the fans did United could choose to ignore that whole movement they they don't actually have to make any changes whatsoever yeah. it seems as though they're going to try listen and try to find a way to meet the fans halfway I don't know if they're going to sell they don't have to at all, yeah. but they don't have to do anything they could just none be of them like, do. None of this them will do. blow off yeah. yeah summer will come people will go away and then people will forget they'll be so happy to have football back they won't come and burn things down again and I think we, we need a model where that's different the fans voice yeah. definitely good at the same time I guess that's what I enjoyed from go oh, carry on you see what happened there no I was just I was just gonna say like you know that uh, model that uh, Matt's talking about about like keeping the fans at at, at involved in the decision making i guess that's what i enjoyed about the fans protesting this weekend i don't condone any type of violence or any type of you know violent behavior taking place from the fans but i do think they have to be relevant to the decision making that takes part of the club like it takes place and yes. what they did was force their hand to actually listen to the fans and actually force them to actually recognize that the fans are there they are upset certain decisions that were made in boards in uh, meetings that are uh, away from the fans have affected the fans and have affected their kind of uh, loyalties to the club. And that was noted very, very well. If it continues, I hope it doesn't continue too, too long. But I like the fact that it's been raised in such a manner so that, you know, we can still have a good product of having the Premier League actually take place, but also have these voices of the fans... <laughs> putting some input into their decision-making, which was mm. was sorely missed by by, by uh, Man United and all clubs that took part in this ESL type of move. Yeah, definitely. Here's an interesting it's, it's, fact. It's, Sorry, so I just want to read the interesting fact here by Arjun. He said, without dividends and transfer restriction, Man United yearly income after tax would fund a 462 million transfer budget every summer. Something to think about there. Celo, you were saying... You remember back in the day, United every summer, like I'm thinking pre park day, pre um, Glazers days, you know, we're going back sort of 90s, early 2000s. Every summer, United just bought whatever they wanted, you know, like, and yeah, and I mean, they were doing and they, and they made the calls. They would, yeah, they remember when they bought um, Veron, Juan Sebastian Veron, and they still mm. had Beckham in the side. And even mm. then, people were like, do they need both of those? Like, what's the point? And it didn't work out that great. Veron didn't do, he didn't, you know, he did it right, but he didn't, well, yeah. didn't light it up or whatever. And that was United. That was them. Like when they remember when Newcastle bought um, Shearer and it was 15 million pounds and it was a huge sum and everybody was like blown away. United could have done that twice probably if they needed to back then. And I think Mm. there's, there's kind of a lot of, we we forget what United were because, you know, the oil money's come in, it's changed the game and it's changed a lot of clubs and even like what we would call smaller clubs have had their fortunes changed by the the money that's come into the league and stuff. Mm. But the United had that money before 
and the fact that they never spend it now, or they don't, you know, they still buy the players. They're just not spending what they used to. I mean, we forget it wasn't that long ago they spent eighty million on Maguire. Um, as <laughs> that's yeah, that's the thing. yeah, that's that's, exactly, thing. that's a valid point. They have been putting money in. No, but the other thing is that you, uh, you guys need to also remember the thing is is that the spending is not it's spending large on one player, but that's just one yeah. season, right? So what yeah. you find yeah. then in that season, you bought they bought uh, Maguire, uh, one Bissaka, and Dan James, three players, right? Cool, no problem. But then also they sold um, uh, Lukaku for seventy-five million. You know that's five that's five million already net on on Maguire. You know, so you need to remember these things that as much as Man United is bringing in these players, they also are selling players for 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 quite quite a considerable amount of money. But then also in terms of um, the strategies that they, they that they undertake is that sometimes the Glazers just buy just to keep the guys quiet. It's not to buy yeah. to 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 build. You know, there's there's no strategy. You know, what I mean, you know, you you just buy because you you want to buy. You know, and also you give contracts because you don't want to buy other players. You know, that's what that's that's what that's been one of the things that have disappointed me the most. So, for instance, you you have a Matic and a Mata. For instance, these guys are getting contract extensions, getting one fifty thousand pounds a week. But do you actually need these players? Go out and buy a defensive mid. Go out and buy a person who can be a, a competitive, a squad, a good squad player. You know, like City has yeah. City. Goes and signs squad players. Man United doesn't sign squad players. Man United just just gives the guy who's there already another contract and just stays. You know, Phil Jones has been at Man United for flipping ten years. He's supposed to get a testimonial. How can Phil Jones get a testimonial at Man United? <laughs> ten years, ten years. Come on, man. No ways, man. The man, you know, the man so, is tackling balls with his face. So, so, so that's that, so that's so that's a strategy. That's a strategy. Keep but, it in but, context, but, please. But, but to yeah. go back to what what what, what Nico was actually asking about, but what Nico was asking was asking about in terms of how do they select the fans? I saw now before the show that. Uh, that Chelsea will be um, will be having three members from one July um, in board meetings. Um, so yeah. I'm sure Moses has already put up his hand to be one of those the three people. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I'll just say I'm happy, yeah. Chairman. I'm happy with whatever you've done. Happy with Thomas Tuchel. Let's work on Haaland, gents. Let's work on Sancho, and then we go. <laughs> What's happening to Timo Werner? Yeah. You you over him? You throwing him in the dustbin? Yeah. No, but also you could just sign. You I could would. just sign for the sake of signing, hey? Yeah, we can. That's, that's what you just that's said about Man United just do. <laughs> no, but we don't... said that literally two seconds ago. <laughs> no, but, but we're not saying they can signing. do that. You can't do that, Mosa. <laughs> oh, not that. Not that <laughs> this, is, this is ESL talk. This is ESL talk. Yeah. <laughs> Only United may splash millions and millions of pounds. In the, whole <laughs> yeah, the rest of us must live within, within their means, you know? Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> oh man. Um, but they are asking. So I mean, based on what Nick was asking, Francois is also saying that. Uh, you know, it's a good point. But, but, He's saying let's but, let's but, say but, they put hooligans who invaded the pitch on board. Can I correct? Can I correct Pumlani there? Can Pumlani just um correct his statement there and saying that second choice goalkeepers getting three hundred thousand pounds a week? Listen, that guy has earned that money that he gets um paid. He's earned it. So can you just, <laughs> you just re- please refrain that. If someone <laughs> earns their salary, you're shooting things. Yeah. You're shooting things don't, don't just say things. That touched him. Pumrani, that touched him, champ. That guy has earned that salary, man. That guy's earned. He's, he has four. He's got about five player of the years for for Man United and been in the team of the season about three or four times. He's earned that salary. Yeah, but but yeah. I digress. Uh, what Francois was saying. Mean, sorry. It doesn't mean anything to be player of the season for a team that hasn't won anything, bro. 
Yeah, because he's been saving a lot of goals. Oh, no, no, no. Doesn't the team of the season. Doesn't the team of the season. Premier League, Premier League, team of the season. If he was winning Premier League goalkeeper of the season, then I'd also say then. No, he's got how many? One or two? How many? I think he's got two golden gloves and he's been in the team of the season three times. Team of the season three times. 300k a month. Come on. A week. A week, Nick. I mean, come a week. On. A week. But Nick, Nick, if you if you if you're already earning two hundred and a bit thousand, and then they offer you a contract, it just means that you must go higher, or must you just remain on the same? No, come on. All I know is he's a poor man's Debravka, bro. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> or as it turns out, a very wealthy man's Debravka, Nick. Yeah, yeah pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. 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 Guys, I just wanna I just wanna back into what they were saying between Nico and Francois. Yeah, those are yeah. Let's say they do put hooligans who invaded the pitch on board. How exactly is this going to fix the leaky roof? So, and that's, that's so, also... Yeah. That's true. So I was listening well, to um, Thierry Henry earlier on today on Sky Sports mentioning how they're looking to put the, the bid together to actually uh, purchase um, Arsenal back from um, the Krunkers. And he was saying potentially what they're going to do is speak to the, the, the committees of the fan supporters clubs they kind of form like a, a, a committee which sits together and meets however often. That committee would then sit with Thierry Henry and, and uh, I think it's a Twitter owner. And they would then talk together to decide how they actually manage those kind of decisions that they're looking to take on. And then the three of them as, as partners would then sit with the board to make collective decisions. So I think something like that would happen where you wouldn't have just the, the, the club owners with senior management of the club sitting in those board meetings uh, to uh, look at the strategic type of uh, uh, endeavours of the club. You'd also have some representatives coming from the fan bases. Um, how the fan bases manage themselves and elect their, their parties, I think that would be how the current structure is in terms of how they elect you know, their chairperson, yeah. their treasurers and all the likes. But those treasurers and those chair people would then be able to sit on the same board that then makes the decisions regarding the strategic uh, endeavours of, of the club. I, would, yeah. I think they should make it more fun than that. I think that on the first day of the season, on the opening <laughs> game, <laughs> they should have, you know, like, you know, like in those games where you've got to do the claw to try to pick up a teddy bear. They should have one of those that just randomly goes and picks three Lucky fans from the stand and just drops them in the board box. And then for the rest of the season, they're responsible for budgets and decisions and press releases, you know, transfer stuff. Like that. <laughs> it might work better for Arsenal, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, the problem is that wouldn't work at City because there wouldn't be enough fans for them to find three to pick up and put in the box. Yeah, they'd all be, exactly. all be exactly. 10 years old. <laughs> hence, I mean, hence, hence parental um, consent. <laughs> Hence us trying to find a Man City fan. Louis, it's, it's been tough going for us to find a, a true diehard Man City fan, aren't you? Um, yeah. Nick, you wanted to say something. a couple of seasons ago. We're going to hold auditions next season for, for, for Man City fans, yeah. We're going to hold auditions. Yeah, yeah but they need Cause, to... Because Nick to, might give us some space their... on this chat. No, no, they need to... The nicest thing about Man City fans is finding out what team they supported when they were little. And then comparing the fortunes <laughs> of the two. <laughs> I think the easiest one is to find out if they know the, the previous stadium name, because I'm sure they don't. What division they were pre 90s, if they even know Nick, that. But yeah. And if they don't show Wright Phillips, and if they don't show Wright Phillips. 
there's even better ones. There's, you know, but back I think when what, they had, I think just the, Stephen Island, yeah, Stephen Island. Island. <laughs> they used to have Doris Vassell and Georgia Samaras up front. You know, if you watch that man's city, you'll be on the show after the Euros. After the Euros, after the Euros, after the Euros, after they won the Euros, they signed that guy back. I don't think he still landed up at Fulham. That's where he landed up going after that. Anyway, yeah. But yeah, I think it's just important to note, like I, I follow the Newcastle United Fans Trust and I don't think they just elect, I, I don't think it's as simple as just a, <laughs> selecting like a, a, person, a, hooligan yeah. of some, a hooligan of some sort. I mean, I think each uh, fan base or trust will have sort of a prospectus of what uh, is expected of a chairman, um, of mm. someone who heads this whole thing up. So generally, they'll have to be someone in society of some sort of title. Mm. Um, and then I think, if I'm not mistaken, they'll, they'll hold... They'll so my hold, chief uh, clown of a Spurs society won't count. Uh, I'm just yeah, they'll, you they'll, the they'll, they'll, yeah. they'll hold... Yeah, titles uh, a title, mate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I think they'll hold elections of some sort and the people that will be elected will be of some sort of stature. Um, and they, mm. I think they'll govern themselves. Um, and I think they'll have to be transparent in the sense where there will be elections every year. There will be an AGM. Um, yeah. Will the chairman stay on? And that person will represent them as a, as a unit, as voice a, as a fan base, well, as a voice. Yeah. I think what's also yeah. cool is when you look at organizations like and, that. And a they, lot of these clubs. No, you go ahead, Claudie. Claudie just caught yeah, a no, 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 go, 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 go. So sorry, it's my mic. It's lagging on the side. You go ahead. Yeah. So I was going to say, you you find those kind of those fan organisations end up having a life of their own because they they exist separate from the board. So it's not like all you know, hundred thousand fans go to the board meeting. They have their own meetings and they give the mandate to their their chairman. When you yeah. go to the board yes. meetings, we expect you to represent these positions. Yeah. So then, if yes. the chairman or whoever it is doesn't do what they're supposed to, those or committees themselves will have their own ways of then replacing that person and saying you're yeah. not fulfilling mm. your mandates. Yeah. And and it becomes board, yeah. exactly. And it and, and because it's not funded by the board and because it's not like beholden to the sponsors and stuff, it it does hold itself to account. So that's what you've seen yeah. at clubs where they've done that kind of thing. Not just the clubs, even at, like you can see it happen in community groups and stuff where it starts out chaotic. People apply their own kind of logic and structure to these things oh, in order to have their voices heard. And I think that's the power of this is the fact that it'll be a voice of the fans that's not kind of dependent upon club money and all of that stuff. It, its happiness comes from the success on the field. And that's where mm -hmm. their motivations will come from. And it's a necessary part. I mean, in the same way that you do, you will also need business people in the board who can say, look, we can't just spend 400 million on players every year because we've got yeah. to make sure we keep the lights on. You've got to have that healthy tension between desire for success and and push for business kind of readiness and and on the other side kind of the, the 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 club itself saying this is how we want to play football this is what we need to do our job and i think that's that that's one part of that kind of trifecta is missing at the moment and that's the fans and that's what we need to find a way to bring in whatever that structure ends up looking like whether it's just seats at the table on the board or ownership 50 plus one type ownership models or whatever that is we need mm. a, we need the, the the fans to be part of the decision making at, at all of our clubs, and we're we're talking about it now because it's happening at United and Liverpool and 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 big clubs. But it, it needs to happen across the board. Every club, even if they've only got a thousand fans, those thousand fans should be able to say whatever they want. So I think that's important. Yeah, and the current state of affairs would be that these uh, these actually these fan clubs actually do exist, and their committees do exist. They have chair people which do run these clubs, 
as the voices of the fans. It's just they are seen as voices of the fans only when they get to, you know, sit in the stadium. So they'll buy tickets collectively for uh, their they fan base and make sure that they parade their actual uh, fan like uh, regalia and whatnot as that certain uh, yeah. club. But they never actually get a seat at the board, even though they're making all these uh, kind of uh, investments into the club, using their own time and own energy independently, but never actually get to actually voice to the strategic uh, endeavors of the club. Yeah. And that that bridge will be a nice bridge to actually see the, the, the actual fans' involvement in that way coming into the club ownership, which I'm excited for uh, from myself. Mm. And also, the interesting thing is, as soon as these owners stop seeing the fans as customers and start seeing them as some like as proper guys that are actually stakeholders that are going to actually help them improve the club they're going to make the best decision for the club and if at the end of the day they want to be competing they want to be getting Mm. bringing in the money so they can buy the best players so they must also Mm. not forget that aspect and i think it's to what everyone's already touched on it's finding the balance of guys similar to ourselves who have some like settle for example financial guy but is a diehard fan who knows how to understand both sort of concepts. And then again, the forums will find those right people and then can have the conversations at the board. And that's how we avoid those sort of hooligans. Uh, Monga, yeah. you've but been question. Out Yes. How yes. did they get into that stadium so easy? It looked like it was way too easy. I saw kids in the stadium. I saw in. families. No, I saw... The, 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 rumor is, the, the rumor is they were let in and that's where the ban, that's where the 12-point deduction comes in. If they were okay. let in, that's where the... The deduction comes in, but if they force their I way in, they then that's where that's where then you don't get the deduction, obviously. Because <laughs> but United, little kids, man, like little kids, six-year-old walking in. Man have said that they, that they didn't let them in. Um, yeah, I mean, some of the videos are crazy, man. There's a guy who was hanging on the on, on the net like this, and while he's hanging on the net, some guy hits a volley with the ball, and the ball the ball hits the net, and then he falls. And it was just crazy, man. It was just so crazy. Man. Yeah, I, like, I saw that. I was just like, ridiculous, man. Just people are just doing crazy things. They're hitting the chairs. People are, people are doing Wade Rooney volleys. You know what I mean? I'm you, like, saw Harry Maguire, you saw Harry Maguire made an appearance at the protest. <laughs> a brief cameo. to get the ball there. Fans were having a good time, but... Guys, but at, at the end of the day, the fans, see, you know, the, their message was was was, was noble. Um, and I think obviously the guys who obviously vandalize the stadium, that's not good at all. Uh, but the, yeah. but the message was noble. And uh, at the end of the day, um, sometimes you have to you know do um, certain things to get your message message across. Uh, but yeah. as long as obviously you, you don't you don't hurt anyone, um, that's the most important thing. Don't hurt anyone. Don't vandalize property. Um, just yeah. get your message across. You know, getting into the yeah. stadium, I think that's that's. Uh, uh, it's a thing that we can we can look look past, but um, if you're hurting people, they then, then to, we can't. They had to have let them in because they they were a couple of hundred people, and they're not right. manned for a normal game with fans there. So they only had a few, probably people, a few people, yeah. yeah, yeah. So they either risked a, a mass sort of storming of the gates, um, and people potentially getting injured, or just rather yeah. let them have a kickabout on I see. Um, I saw Arjun. Arjun asked a question about Harry Kane. Uh, about Harry Kane, um, yeah. What's and uh, yeah, well, look, I think um, he makes a good point that a lot of what we do at the moment depends on Kane. But that said, that you know, Spurs have lost. We've lost good players before. I mean, hundreds of times. Um, so I, I don't know. I, it would be a huge blow to lose him. 
but then again, um, we've also got players in and around him who do who who play well. So I think we'd adapt to life without Kane, but it's not it's not first choice in any Spurs fans' mind. Like we don't want to lose mm-hmm. Kane; we want him to stay there forever. But at the same time, he's a generational talent. He deserves to be winning trophies. He deserves to have silverware on his wall. Yep. And in that sense, there's no way that any of us would begrudge him moving on to win stuff. Um, it'd be sorry. horrible. Yeah, could you could you imagine if 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 Kane finished his career never having won? some some serious Anything. silverware it would be, yeah, be an absolute, sad it would be be horrible and you know people have done and that son. before where they've maybe not and son and son potentially and, it and I mean, people, it, it, it's happened before where players have not won as much as they potentially could have you look at someone like shearer he won at blackburn he didn't win a lot after that he went to newcastle but he played for his boyhood club but he'd already done the silverware thing even yeah. you look at someone like gerard Gerard didn't win as much as a player of his stature probably could have if he'd moved to another club. He never won the Premier League. He never, yeah. you know, and, and he won the Champions League. Yeah, yeah, he won the Champions League. I mean, not not to say he didn't win a lot. He, he won a fair bit of trophies, but he probably could have won more if he'd moved to another club. The, the challenge for Kane is he's now in his prime, and he could conceivably, you look at Spurs, he could conceivably not win a thing, and that would be horrible. Um, that said, if we lose him, we definitely won't win anything. So it's a sort of a, a double-edged sword. Where it's sort of like, I really, I'd really love for him to do. Isn't that, that the case already? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well played, well played. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a tough one. It's, it is a tough one, but he he he's he's definitely earned the right to go win some trophies. So it'd be be horrible to see him go, but it is what it is. Yeah, like uh, you look at players like he's played with, you know, like Ericsson, he's gone now and won uh, a trophy in Italy. And it's, yes, it's he's just won the same, league. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's just won the league. And it's like, it's, it's, it'll, be, it'll be unfortunate to see his massive talent go without any any kind of like silverware for yeah. all of his efforts. And yeah, it, 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 it's, it's one of those, it feels inevitable at this point in time that he has to leave the club to, to look for, for greener pastures. Yeah. He'll be, yeah. He'll be okay. Talking from Arsenal perspective, Baba. You can hear what goes on the team. He's still got the RV, uh, uh, Robin Van Persie pain. He's still got that pain of Robin Van Persie, man. You know, <laughs> you know, you know I wanted to highlight something. I haven't checked the math. Maybe one of the Opta boys can tell me if if they do what Darren was saying and they take twelve points from all of the ESL six, do Arsenal get relegated? Let's check the math there. Let's check. Nah, we don't. <laughs> we don't. It'll make it a fight, but we don't. <laughs> It'll be 37. How many points you have? It'll be if you're on what that's we're on 49 now. And oh, that'll be, that'll Newcastle, Newcastle 36. Newcastle 36. Oh, you can have you can have you can have two of Werner if you want somebody. No nah, man, I just say you're being stingy. I, I agree with him. You must start <laughs> sharing, man. You can't have you want everything, you want everything here at this club. Very stingy. But but you know the problem is that if you sign a player like like Jaden Sancho, you 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 have no space. You have no space for Callum Hudson Odoi. Then you might as well let Callum Hudson Odoi leave. You can give him a loan. You can give him a loan deal somewhere. That's true. I agree. They signed in real life, man. <laughs> you know, I'm pretty sure. If you did, 
Wonga. So so Arjun Arjun if you if you're looking for someone to play against, give Wonga a shot. He'll he'll he's not he's not a bad he's not a bad representative there for Golange when it comes to FIFA. Gents, uh, we've covered this topic extensively this evening. Just to move on, I mean there is Champions League tonight. We do know that Man City are hosting PSG. Can Pep Guardiola finally do it? That's the question on everyone's lips. And I want to want, like, I'm asking you guys, do you think it's a possibility for them? He's doing it. Yeah. He's doing it. I've got full confidence in the main. Sure. Uh, after, like, after. You. Um, even, if he fa- even if he finds you in the final, Musa. Even if he'll lose in the final, but he, he's going to do well against PSG, man. I've really got full confidence in what he's done. How nah, Man City are just a, a total uh, footballing team at this point in time, and they look the part. Um, so Alex, so Alex went to went to see the PSG team uh, this morning. I saw um, that. He, he spent about uh, an hour and, an hour and forty minutes <laughs> with them um, this morning at at the at the, at the Lowry Hotel. Um, so let's hope that he gave them um, you know I don't know some muti there, some uh, Sir Alex Ferguson muti, and uh, you know spoke to Pochettino um, and uh, Neymar and Mbappe um, and Variety and all the other guys just to you know just to juice them up a bit and give them the energy that's required uh, to to beat our our, our, our bitter our bitter rivals uh, from 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 the from the blue side of the city. So let's hope and see. Uh, but uh, I feel like obviously that yeah man it's Man City's to to, to lose man. <laughs> We need to sign so much of that team, but because of our owners, we'll just keep on keeping on and just sign Jaden Sancho. We'll sign Jaden Sancho this season, I promise you, and no one else. An interesting yeah. stat. For... What about King? Don't you guys think you can have something uh, in the running no. for King? Wait, 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 yeah, he needs a new hat. Let's give him some airtime so Wonga.com can actually give the Denganator a new something, something there. Wonga, you wanted to say, what's the interesting stat there? They said um, um, Pep Guardiola, uh, Mrs. Yeah, Mauro Pochettino, uh, Pep Guardiola went, they, they faced each other 19 times. Um, and Pep Guardiola has gone unbeaten 16 times um, in those times. So that's no, it. No, oh, no, 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 no. When, when Tottenham went to the Champions League final, they beat Man City in the quarters. So it says that City boss Pep Guardiola has faced PSG counterpart Mario Pochettino 19 times previously, going unbeaten yeah. on 16 occasions. Yeah, but that's fine. Okay, that's oh, still allowed. Oh, I'd oh, yeah. see oh, yeah. 16 occasions. Yeah. Okay, okay. But, it's not, yeah, but I mean, yeah. some of those times, but, but Poch was managing, you know, uh, Poch, yeah. look at the sides they were managing. I mean, all, all, you know, credit to Spurs. He was managing, True. 
you know, he's he's been managing. Pep's always been managing who he's managed, and Poch managed Southampton. He managed Espanyol. He managed Spurs. It's a it's a different. This is a this is a far more equal contest than than it's ever been in the past between. Hundred percent, yeah. And and you can never discount PSG. I don't know. I haven't seen. I know they're waiting on a fitness test for Mbappe. I don't know if that's come out yet. If he's going to be playing or not. But even if he comes off the bench, I think you know that's we've seen what PSG can do. They they they're a serious side and they could turn this around. I don't think. I think the worst thing City could do is go there complacent and already start thinking about the final because that's where they've chipped themselves yep. up before. They so go I'm, there, they get the games done. I've picked up something. Yeah, I see Darren hopes that City win the whole thing, and I know why he's doing that. It's because Leeds beat City, so essentially City. then he can say they're Champions League. Winners. <laughs> 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 I do that. Beat the biggest team in Europe. Biggest team in Europe. Hey man, we're gonna we're gonna have to ask Darren. Darren, if that is the truth, can you please send us a video saying that is the truth? If not, you know you've got to defend yourself because you know you're not here this evening, Um, gents. But if we're looking at PSG, got a question in terms of Neymar. In terms of the top ten best players, where do you guys rank this guy? Currently or currently what? No, not in history. For nothing for history. I'm, t- I'm saying currently. No but, no, but the last 10 years, he is Respect the top 10. Respect him, man. He's, he's the top really, 10, top really 10 players in the last 10 years. Yeah. yeah. I think he's, he's like... A lot of people don't like the fact that he's very flamboyant about his approach and he takes it very lightly. But he's a super athlete. Like, he, in terms of footballing athlete, he's very, very well gifted and he knows how, what he's doing on the field. And... I don't underestimate his talent in any way. Um, we do have the likes of Messi at the moment. We do have the likes of Cristiano. Uh, but Neymar's right up there. He had to leave Barcelona yeah. because he wasn't getting the, the spotlight that he, he felt he deserved. To actually Neymar, complete for Ballon Neymar, Neymar has the most Champions League, Champions League goals for any Brazilian. That tells you all about him. He's huge. He's is phenomenal. there a single side, is there a single side across him. Europe at the moment that wouldn't start Neymar straight away? I don't yeah. think on your team sheet. Which one would it be? There's no team. There's no team. <laughs> yeah, there's no team. There's no team, there's no team. There's no team that's not starting. How about Newcastle, Nick? What would Newcastle be? Listen, we've got Golington. Golington will start ahead of him. Yeah, he'd look at it and go, look, I've already got one Brazilian. I can't be having two. It's too much play. It's too much play, guys. You guys want to pass the ball around the whole day? No way. Right. All right, guys. I just want to, we're going to cover just, just to get everyone's thoughts. So, obviously, Man City versus PSG, they got their two away goals. Final verdict for the results that's going to, that we're going to see this evening. What's everyone going with before we move on? City to go to the final. Yeah, I don't know the score, yeah. but City to go to the final as well. I also think so as well. Yeah. I think tonight could be 2 1, and it's going to go to, extra time I think it's going to finish 3-3 both sharing away goals I reckon I think it could be a. am not sure who's going to pull it off I think City are going to City will probably win it but I reckon it's going to be a lot tighter than everyone thinks I don't think they're going to walk this yeah I mean, definitely Poch has got form we, Poch has beaten yeah. has beaten Pep in a Champions League knockout before he's got you know you saw the emotion he brings to those kind of days um, I think he's going to want this I think they're going to be they're going to be amped up PSG have also it's been coming for them for a while you know, you talk about mm. Pep wanting this and City wanting this. PSG have wanted this. They've been that we know how they've coveted the Champions League. So yeah. I don't mm. think it's a foregone thing. I think it's going to be a, a lot tighter than we think. 
Don't be mm. easy. Don't be a walk in the park. I feel that yeah, PSG will will get will get their uh, goal definitely. I hope they get three. Uh, that's obviously wishful thinking. <laughs> um, you know, I'm doing I'm doing I'm pulling a wanga in my analysis. Yeah. Uh, what you want to what you uh, think? Oh, what I want, what I what I think. But yeah, let's 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 dream, guys. Football's about dreaming, man. Um, Nick, a couple of weeks back, he thought he was going to the championship, and he was allowed to dream about being in the Premier League. And look at him, look at him now. He's still in the Premier League. <laughs> no, look at him now. <laughs> How do you like him now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, but, um, you know, you guys were saying about Neymar and stuff. I'm just looking at the num- the number of games he's played this season for um, for PSG. I mean, even at PSG, when he started playing at PSG, he played considerably less games than he did at Barcelona. Um, never mind the amount of goals that he scored. Like at Barcelona, he played like 33, 34, 30. And at PSG, the most games he's played in the season, um, this is the league now, um, is 20. Jeez. Um, he's he's on holiday, bro. 17. Holiday, after, bro. This is Champions League. Season after 17, then the season after that 15. And now, now he's equaled the same amount as previous season, which is 15 matches. He's hardly played. That's crazy, uh, man. Compared, yeah, it's hardly played. Yeah, he's literally, you guys are right. He's, he's literally saving player. for Champions League. Plastic player. Plastic. Yeah. Mm, Not just, fantastic, plastic. <laughs> no, but actually, just, just, I, I, I watch him so many times. Like, actually, I don't think he's plastic at all, actually. He, he, he might seem like a plastic <laughs> player, but he gets clattered. So often. Yeah, he does. If I played against time. that guy, I would clatter him. Ten love to make sure he wouldn't yeah, get out. Just because when you don't touch him, when you don't touch him, he's rolling over. So make sure he actually has a reason to go down, man. And come on, yeah. man, that guy. Nah, guys. So he might seem man, like he's plastic, but you know, the man is actually he has to learn. He's 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 learned the the fine art most. of rolling a tackle. Yeah. That's it. He rolls it and then he looks up and then he's like, oh, you know, it's, it's one of those scenarios where he's he's always got his eye on the ref. No, 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 no. I don't take that man seriously. Guys, okay, so we're all going. So you guys are saying Man City to take this walk into the final. Next thing that we need to discuss because, you know, it's the game tomorrow. Chelsea having that away goal oh. against Real Madrid. Are they not favorites for, for this, the final as well? I think so. I think one, favorites, one away goal yeah. is pointless, guys. One away goal is pointless. It's tough. Real Madrid have just got to get one and then it's, it's evens again. And yeah. do, you really, do you really see Chelsea keeping a clean sheet against Real Madrid? Yes. Even Especially with Adam Marcelo. Uh, I don't, I don't rate the Vinicius. I, he's a good player, but I don't think our defense should struggle that much against the Vinicius Junior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, Karim Benzina was was Ostrich. very, very powerful. But Trent has seen the running around from a couple of players uh, over this season, you know. And listen, um, Vinicius scored two goals the whole season. That was against and, Liverpool. Let's take it easy. Thiago yeah. Silva also not looking hundred uh, percent, man. Not even looking. Yeah, so true. Eighty percent. Ramos hey, is hey, back. Hey. Ramos is hey, hey, hey. Ramos, Ramos is Marcelo's back, out. Is he still out? I hope he's still out because that's no, also yeah, a scary player. Marcelo is counting, counting ballot papers. Yes, yes, yes count ballot papers. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Guys, they should you know, get you know, more players to go count. You know how crazy it is. Real Madrid. Real Madrid today. They. Delayed, they delayed their flights. They waited for uh, Federico Valverde to get his coronavirus tests because he's the most dynamic uh, midfielder that they have. He had, they had to wait yeah. on the tarmac and then um, Valverde was, was passed to, 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 to travel. And I think that's a very important player. Um, you, know, he's, 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 you know, he's a young player. He's, you know, he's, he's 
he's got he's energetic, can help out in attack, can help out in defense. He'll probably yeah, play a four three three, and he'll be on the right hand side, and then Vinny on the left, and then uh, uh, with with Benzema uh, in the middle, and then with 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 big bums Hazard on the bench. <laughs> big bums. <laughs> <laughs> so like running into the the the, the, the tie of like the the semifinals, I was super excited to be facing a Real Madrid as opposed to be facing a PSG or Man City because it felt like an easier running uh, going to the final because I felt we had the capacity to actually take on a Real Madrid in their current fashion and in their form. What Karim Benzema was eating the week before he played us, it shook me because he looked like he was really up for the game uh, last week. And that is something that is a little bit makes me a little bit anxious about it. But guys like Vinicius um, and the supporting cast in terms of scoring goals behind, uh, behind him and Karim Benzema, they, they are very good players, but they don't threaten as much as I, 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 I think we've faced before. And... Yeah, it, it gives me comfort to think that we can keep a clean sheet. Even the goal that they scored was wonderful. I mean, it took a, a moment of brilliance to get that goal. And yeah, I think we'll have enough to actually seal the deal uh, on, on the day tomorrow. Definitely. Nice. <laughs> Confident Chelsea man there. That's cool. So then, okay, so let's say you, you think they're going to make it. Everyone else is saying Man City are going to make it. Man City, Chelsea final, all English final. I think the last time that happened was... Chelsea versus United. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys. Uh, Liverpool Spurs. Liverpool Spurs. Yeah, you won it, mate. You forgot it, bro. But Spurs didn't count, though. That was like a... I'm sorry. If if your opponents didn't count, your win didn't count. You should hand it back. (laughs) 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 That game was won won inside the two minutes, you know? So that's one of them things. Uh, And I was... You know what the issue there was? I was in the Madrid pub. And I got super, super sauce that day after the victory. Yeah, it's a bit blurry. You can ask Christy. Christy, you've got some footage. Did, 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 did you get in? You didn't get into the stadium, right? No, the, dude, they were selling tickets for 80,000 Rand that day. I was like, no, 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 I'm not going to, not getting one of them sculpted tickets. That's, uh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah, so the question stands, guys. Chelsea, Man City, what are we saying there? Uh, let's cross that bridge when we get to it. Right now, let's just see who's in uh, it. Guys, we can't, we can't talk about things that have not happened, guys. We cannot. Yeah, it's this, so this, difficult. This, this no prediction there. Yeah, because then it's going to end up being Real Madrid PSG, and we're all going to be like, ah. Exactly. No, no, no. But you know what, Silo, you're making it very difficult now because the thing is, you know, we can't. We need to. We need to talk hypotheticals because Adrian's saying again. He's saying Matt. Have you ever wondered if Bruno had joined Spurs in the oh, summer man. instead of United? What, yeah, what could happen? I remember when, when the deal went through and I was chatting to my brother-in-law and obviously he's Portuguese. He's a huge Fernandes fan and we were both like, imagine he goes to Spurs. And it seemed for a while, there was a couple of days where Spurs were like the favourites to sign him. And I was like, oh, that's going to really... Especially because we, we were in the process of moving on Ericsson and stuff and we'd lost Ericsson by then and it was kind of, we needed to replace him. And it was... It was he would have been a really nice slot into the side. I don't think he would have salvaged our season, to be honest. I think he's he's fitted into United's system very well. We weren't playing that kind of system under Mourinho, so I don't know if he would have enjoyed himself at Spurs as much. So it's, mm. it's it, I don't know if he would, he'd be a great player to have now. Now that we're starting to play more expansive football, but it is a bummer. And he's but he's he's also he's had a, a fantastic season at United, and they've they've really lucked out. Him and Pogba together are just they've got to be one of the best midfield pairings in the league at the moment. Mm. Mm. Great combo. Yep. Mm. Yep. 
And then last one, like Gus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, 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 yeah, yeah. No, 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 for, for, for next season, for next season, though. Is it only next season? Next season. Oh, yeah. I, I thought he was going to come and show Man United Flames in that second leg there. Hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be interesting to watch. Yeah. Turnover, 6-2 yeah. deficit. Wow. Nah, no, yeah. Yeah. Nah, Mourinho going for six goals, boy. He'd win that game and then resign and be like, there we go, justice. That's all again. <laughs> But I think I think I think it's a it's a good fit. I think it's a good fit for for Jose. Um, I definitely did see him going back to Italy. Um, uh, just because um he's only had um two seasons there and he won and both seasons he won the league, so he's already got um you know good memories of Italy. Um, I think the you know the the you know Italian football um has tried to be a bit more expansive. Um, you know I think Atalanta. Uh, being the team that they are has influenced uh, the league. You know, there's more goals um, in the league. Uh, but Jose, ah, man, it's tricky, man, because, you know, he wants to buy players normally when he gets to a club. And Roma doesn't really have, have that money. Roma has to do these <laughs> clever deals. You know what I mean? Um, Pedro left Chelsea. They got Pedro from Chelsea. You know what I mean? Al Sharawi came back from China. They got him. You know what I mean? They got Smalling for, for cheap from Man United. They got Mkhitaryan yeah. for cheap from... from um, um, Arsenal, you know, so they do these, um, you know, these these bargain buys and and so on, you know. And Jose has never really mm. been a bargain buy person, you know. Um, he's always wanted to spend, you know, spend even thirty million pounds, you know. Um, yeah. Does Roma have that money? Yes, they've got American owners, but still, the, the amount of money coming into into Serie A isn't like the Premier League. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, I've got a got a mate of mine. I just need to find out what he says. He's a, he's a an Italian mate of mine who supports Roma, diehard. I'm sure he's he he he's loving this because he's a, he's a Chelsea and Roma fan, um. So he'll probably he'll probably try romanticize and remember the good old days of Mourinho at Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it's a good fit for him. Yeah, I think it's a good fit for him, but I, I I do think I think you know we had um Chris Payak on the show a while ago and he was saying that we we forget how long Mourinho has been doing this and how few managers stay at the top of the game for for that long. And I think that the the Spurs didn't prove it. He's not he's not the power he used to be, um, and he has proven himself kind of fairly stuck in his ways to an extent. He really struggled to adapt to the the squad he had at Spurs, um, and I think that's that's proven to be a big challenge for him. And the like you said, Celo, the fact that he's probably not going to have as much money to spend at Roma, I think that will be a big challenge for him too. But he does like the league. He likes the he likes Italy. So, but, the Italians, yeah, but the Italians are accommodating. They are accommodating in terms of the, his preference of football. So I think, yeah, yeah. he can make yeah. the older players. Older players don't want to run as much, so maybe he can work or something there. Guys, last thing we need to cover, we've got the two guys on the, my right-hand side of the screen, obviously Nick and Wonga. This was the first time on the weekend when we were giving up predictions that we all agreed Newcastle will get something from a game. And they just showed up and showed us flames. And Wonga, this is your time to shine. Never do it again. (laughs) Get against me, man. (laughs) You love the underdog story. Ah, Yeah, we'll take it away. Because, I mean, it was super interesting. You had Newcastle. They had arguably their, their strongest side set out in weeks. And then you had 
you know, Arsenal, you pretty much changed things up a little bit and they got the so, result that they needed. So my, my, my best manager there, Bruce, he has his squad set up. We're looking like we're going to snatch something. Nothing to fear against the, the weakest Arsenal team I've known in years, to be very honest, yeah. with all due respect. Ever. Longer. We just rolled over and and what was quite interesting is it was the first time in, in months that Jollington sat on the bench and we had Maxi doing his, his thing for probably 15 minutes in the whole game. And uh, other than that, we just we just rolled over, man. It was just tame, it was weak. We just we were so poor, we're just back to our normal old self. Um, mm. unfortunately I do think there was a big moment in the game where Xhaka should have been sent off uh, clearly should have got a second yellow card uh, yeah. and at 1-0 uh, with 50 minutes to go uh, actually 50 yeah probably just less than that 45 minutes 40, 44 minutes to go that changes the game and Arsenal with 10 men is a different uh, different animal um, but yeah we didn't deserve anything out of the game uh, yeah. Like even even with uh, that decision not going our way, um, yeah. so unfortunately we will probably just fall over the line uh, by the looks of it. I see us maybe getting the win against Sheffield United and probably a point against Fulham, and it will be just enough. Yeah, I think I I can agree with Nick on that. But I was even in Austin, I mean, you had a lot of goal attempts, but again, it was against. Um, yeah, Newcastle has given such performances um, uh, during during the time this year. So, I mean, if I I wasn't expecting, I mean, anything. I mean, they should, for me, they should have a team Newcastle playing like that. I expect them to 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 ravage them, you know. Uh, but again, those are those were the the good old days. Um, but the team now, um, I guess it's it's good enough. Uh, what I do look at is uh, Martinelli. Um, I think every time we do play him, <laughs> or every time he's on the pitch, <laughs> he's looking <laughs> hard over time. <laughs> I think uh, over time. <laughs> for me, I just I I really like Martinelli, um, and and I can understand maybe. Maybe they're trying to watch injury. I think that's what they're trying to do. Maybe watch um, his injuries, and that's why he doesn't play um, that many games. Um, but every time he plays, and I mean, he got the assist into Aubameyang. But every time he plays, he looks like he's forcing issues. You know, he wants a goal there. He's <laughs> trying to get it in behind. But uh, and I, and I just don't see that enough from. I don't see that. Yeah, I don't see it enough from the Arsenal players. Only see it once in a while. And uh, judging by our our, our standing, it's not, it's not enough. Um, Shaka as well. I mean that that other when he almost got that yellow card. That was I mean gee was against. It's needless, needless things, uh, and that could have really changed the game. Started, the man even started laughing there. He was smiling yeah. as if, hey, I got away with this one. Can you see? <laughs> like, like that's that's starts there. Completely shoulder barges someone there. Stops him from running, and then the ref, your friend Mike Dean, ah, the worst referee in the fucking league. That guy. He says no. Didn't even go to VAR for that. Yeah. yeah. So, but <laughs> but you see now, even things like that, Nick, you're dropping it. But things like that, VAR, they've got the camera. Why aren't they just checking? And ah, then they'll be like, bro. "Hey, Mike, just check it out." But yeah, VAR, will, they must fix themselves as well. But yeah, for yeah. me, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not a static. What does it do? We're still in the same place. 
Um, they should have been winning long time ago. It's late for wins now. You must try win the Europa League. Yeah, it's late for wins now. Yeah. No, you, you say you must try win Europa. It's a good confidence boost, Wonga. It's a good eh? confidence boost. It's a good confidence Newcastle. Newcastle. Hey, but uh, be easy. Be hey, easy. You failed to beat Fulham. You failed to beat Fulham, Wonga. That's what I'm trying to say. That's How is it going to push us? We are playing very well. We are playing very well. Guys. What was the last time Aubameyang scored a goal? You can't no, even no, look. You can't even tell me. I can't understand. But look, listen, listen to what Nick said. Listen to what Nick said and the way they played. He's exactly right. They, it's they yeah, just they didn't do anything. They should have pumped us. They should have. Yeah, but you, they should have. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but if we play against Villarreal, Villarreal's not going to give us opportunities, bro. Confidence yeah, yeah, beating man. tops four or something. Ah oh, man, we should be beating the teams ahead of us. That were, we had the opportunity to climb those against those guys, and we win now. Now confidence booster. Somebody get one guy some tissues there, man. Man's gonna cry. Now that the sun's now that the sun's out, a confidence booster. Confidence booster. No, it's not. But guys, I remember Wonga like in the season yeah. when you were going to get relegated, and then if you'd beaten Newcastle, then you would have been like, "Yes, confidence booster, we got this." Now because you've done the sums and you see you're mathematically safe, even with a points deduction, you're like, "Newcastle's not fine enough fair for us. I need to eat and enjoy something more sophisticated. I need to beat an Everton on the road to feel confident." <laughs> <laughs> Imagine, imagine, uh, imagine Spotify or the owner of Spotify, Daniel Ek, does Matt Lanner buying Arsenal, and you've got Arjun there. Jeez, I've said his name a hundred different times. You're right, so I need to go and pronounce the Asian courses. But imagine, yeah, you've got, you've got, you've got Trevor, Trevor Scott there. Trevor Scott is a bunny. Imagine. But that hairstyle, guys, is like. Oh. Guys, uh, talking uh, about his hairstyle, did everyone see Delhi Ali's haircut? Matt, you definitely saw it. What, what yeah, did you think about that? that? Hey, he's a young man, you know. We all have bad hair in our 20s. I've seen photos of Cloudy. <laughs> <laughs> the man hasn't been on the field for a long time. <laughs> you think that was a statement? Do you think that was a haircut not, not thinking he was going to play? Or do you think that was a thing going, I'm going to play, I need people to... Because he didn't even look yeah, like I the think... same player running around on the field. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's I don't know. It's like, I guess, you know, these players, they do stuff with their hair. <laughs> it's, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, uh, what's his Matt? Who, who are you gonna get as a coach? Are you gonna, gonna get the ex manager? Uh, manager? No, oh, I heard he, he's already said no. He, Ten Hog, hey, he already said no. Yeah, Ten. Did he say no? Yeah. Oh, we're gonna, shit, apparently, I saw. I saw the other day a tweet. Someone said apparently we're gonna triple Rogers' wages to bring him to Spurs, and I was just like, can we not? Like, just for once, can we not do something that I'm going to have to explain on this show and not be embarrassed about? Like, <laughs> well, you know what? You I, could I read this mad. morning. Uh, I read that. I read that Safa can't pay Benny what he wants, so you could probably get Benny. You'd probably be able to you get Benny. Him. Yeah, you can get Benny. I yeah. prefer him to Rogers. That's for sure. <laughs> Look, I, I think I said I said on this show uh, when when we first brought Mason in, like, why not just have a season with Mason? Just let him do it. Like. Just you know, it, 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 yeah, like we're not going to get in the kind of manager that we really want because why would that I'm manager? I'm so glad come this is Spurs recorded. Now? I'm so glad this is being recorded. Continue, <laughs> yes. no, yeah. no, I think the fact, the fact, the fact that you think Mason, yeah, because down the lines could be like, What the f- 
fuck would we, what were we thinking? You can remind me. You can remind me. Who are we going to sign? Who are we going to sign? Would you take Frank? I mean, if we're going to sign, if we're going to have Frank, we may as well have, we may as well have Mason, you know? Like he's, yeah, he may as well. I don't know. I don't, still I don't in the know infancy that of like managing. Yeah, like that's the thing. I think if we're gonna get someone, like if 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 Ten Hag wanted to come to Spurs, that would be a serious coup. You know, that would be huge. Like that would mm. make a difference in the football, and True. that would move us forward. But I think if we just brought in someone like Rogers, what's he gonna do that would really? I don't know if he's gonna instill something that's gonna suddenly get us fifteen, twenty yeah. extra points a season. So why not just enjoy it for a year? At least playing, you know, like I, I think I want to. Maybe it's just my personal feeling. I don't. I definitely don't speak for all Spurs fans, but I just want to love football again. I just want to enjoy it. And I think so. I Eddie, think Eddie, 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 Eddie Howe. Nah, man. Eddie Howe. I mean, he's he's also he's he's got a pedigree. He's played at the top. He's he's managed <laughs> he's at the top. For, uh, yeah, he's I don't know if he'll come to Spurs either. Like if it look, yeah. if you're Eddie Howe and you've got Celtic or Spurs. I'd go to Celtic. Well, it comes to yeah. I mean, I'd go to Spurs. But, I'm a Spurs fan. But now with know. with West Brom's result yesterday, I think uh, Fat Sam will be looking <laughs> for a job. He'll be snooping around. You know, you sort your defensive problems out. No, I think Arsenal might need Fat Sam ahead of Spurs. <laughs> if he was going to sort out defensive problems, West Brom wouldn't be going down. <laughs> 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 but uh, but Graham Potter, guys, Graham Potter also deserves a decent shot in terms of the type of football he plays with yeah, Brighton. Yeah. And if you combine that style with what Spurs do, yeah. or what you always claim is the identity, Matt. <laughs> yeah, he'd he'd probably be a good fit and, and, and might be worth a shot. I think I'd prefer something like that where it's a manager who's got some decent experience but maybe hasn't like you know been been had a chance at the top level yet to someone who's been around <laughs> at the top but isn't going to fit our culture. Like with, with Rogers, I don't think, I mean, although that said, he's played some fairly exciting football with Leicester. So even Rogers might do a good job. I don't know. I just, I, I just want it to be something that I can really enjoy again. I think Potter would, Potter would be fun. Yeah. And you know, and, 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 and the thing that sucks is that because German football is a cannibalism thing, um, all the good managers have, are gone. You know, um, yeah, obviously Bayern. That's because they barbarians. So, so Bayern, so Bayern <laughs> took, so Bayern, so Bayern took Leipzig's manager. Leipzig went to get um, Salzburg's manager, the, the American guy, and then Dortmund went to get the Mutchen Gladbach guy, and the Mutchen Gladbach no. went to get the Eintracht Frankfurt guy, and then Frankfurt needs to get someone. Holy so shit! I feel like managers. we need to do like a, a diagram you know? here, just so we can so put it on our channel apart. so everyone can see it. the walls, you know. You know, I don't know who's. And then what we can do. Sorry, yeah. then, we, then we can just do like a Hannibal poster and that, that can be the, the image of the Bundesliga logo. That's kind of what unless, it is. Unless, unless you go and get the, the, the little coach in France um, who's obviously leading um, the League One. I think it's uh, Rudy Garcia. Um, apparently, he's not being uh, well paid um, um, in, what's this, in, in the French League. So you might, you know, take him. You know, but yeah, as you say, Mason might be the one, you know, and then you might just get you as an advisor. I'm surprised just, no just, one's throwing yeah. Nick's name into the ring there. Guys, trust nah. the youngsters, man. Give the youngsters a chance, man. But but Mason, 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 and Nick, Mason, 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 Mason,
Dummy's guide to winning leagues. <laughs> oh, right, gentlemen, um, that pretty much concludes the show for this evening. Final thoughts before we leave. Chelsea to the yeah. final. <laughs> That's it from my side. Drop it by himself. Drop mic. I just, I just wish, I just wish Chelsea bombs out, Joe, guys. I, I know, I don't. I want Chelsea anywhere near that Joe because they got so many fans. At least Man City, you got, you don't know anyone that, that you don't know many people that support Man City at least. But I mean, <laughs> we dedicate a couple of shows to that that audition idea where we, we audition Man City fans, make them do random stuff. I think we must really give this some serious yeah, thought. And be because there's not many of them, we could really make it a go. You know, we could give them a lot of one-on-one time. Like, really, yeah. like, you know, get a couple of Man City fans, make them do some ridiculous things and, and then test them on Man City knowledge, like where they used yeah. to play and who they used to have in the team, who used to manage them in, like, 1997 kind of a thing. Really find out what they know. That's my last word. I just want to tease some Man City fans. I thought it would have ended up like <laughs> it'd be an nice, It would be nice. <laughs> I just thought it might have gone back towards Arsenal, but I think it's been too much too much uh, going Arsenal's way this evening. No, yes, but the Nick. Arsenal fans have become Man City fans, so... <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's, is that what you're going to be doing next, <laughs> next season? That's why he's slowly changing his look. He's bringing in the beanie. He's sitting lower in his chair, so we can't see no shirt him. behind him anymore. And then, and then, and then next season, he's going to suddenly sit up wearing light blue. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no comment, Wanga. Yeah. Uh, he's pulling yeah, an Adebayor on all of us. Yeah, but yeah, but all the best, all the, all the best to the English teams, I guess. Uh, just because we 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 this English Premiership uh, dominated show. Uh, but yeah, uh, in all honesty, I don't want to see those teams in the final. Uh, anyone in the final, I'll rather have a PSG Real Madrid final. I'll be happy. Yeah, I'll be even supporting. I'll even try. I'll even try go to wherever the final is. This <laughs> <laughs> is too much. Awesome. It's too much. Hello, guys. I'm glad that's recorded. I'm glad that's recorded. We're Louis gonna play is this a city fan. Louis is a city fan. Yeah, Louis is a city oh, fan. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I, I work with Louis. I work with Louis. I work with Louis. I work with the city fan. He might have been the, the guy I saw in the mall there one day. I remember I took a picture and I showed everyone. There was one guy with the city fan. Maybe next time I'll stop and ask if it's you. Uh, oh, final, final, final thoughts there, Wonga. Shout out to the guys, the, the new guys on the show. He's coming. Yes. Yeah, shout out to them. Definitely, yeah. Shout out to Arjun. You're going to have to teach us how to pronounce that more, name. More, more, more Man United fans. I love it. That's why I'm happy. You know I mean? We dominate everywhere we go. I love it. <laughs> There's Arjun also joining you. Oh, come on, Arjun, man. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it. I want. Oh, I want exactly it. the same thing. PSG Madrid, please. <laughs> Please, that's, yeah, that's it. Nothing else. We don't want to share. I don't want to share. No, no share. Seeing as we've fighted from a fan perspective yeah. and not liking our owners, let's let's agree with this. I think we agree there. Bongo, you you got nothing to say. Where he said our June, our June, our June, yeah, our June. Uh, 
That's so much easier. correct. Let's hurt. We're gonna hurt everybody nice and slow here in this fucking show. Everybody's gonna get hurt nicely. Tomorrow, and I'm gonna be so happy. I'm gonna text. I'm gonna text. I'm gonna text Musa so quickly and like Madrid wins one 0 tomorrow. Ah, yeah. I feel the same thing. I feel Madrid gonna hurt. Madrid going to do something. I don't know. I mean, they got this far. No chance, We got this far, and we're going further. Oh man! Cheers. It's gonna end the tears, guys. It's gonna end the tears. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> right, everybody. Thanks again for That's tuning in. Thanks for watching. We appreciate the ones that have thanks subscribed. And if you haven't told a friend yet, you're absolutely useless. I mean, that's not yes, our fault. Please, guys, tell your friends, subscribe. <laughs> let's 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 grow the community. Uh, it's been a great show. We we, we love you all. Uh, yes. And yeah. It's, and yeah, soon soon if 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 COVID allows, one day uh, we're gonna have a, a go lounge meetup. Thanks, yes. thanks, co-presenter there. Uh, you took the reins there, co-presenter at the end there. Give <laughs> 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 control. Yeah. You gave me the liberty to the start, so I was just take uh, the edge off. <laughs> wrap it off yeah, well. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, gents, and also uh, one top, more thing. Gents. There is going to be a dis- Discord link coming soon. So those of you who are watching, we'll be putting that in the bio sometime within the next week or so. So... Be free to join us in the chats that we normally have. All right. And that pretty much wraps it up. Have a good evening, everyone. And Aljun, you are Aljul. Take the reins again. Take the reins again. If you don't know what to be, you gotta ask the question. Yeah, oh yeah, if you don't know if you don't know what if you don't know what to be. Be cool. Be cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, thank you, thank you, Nick. Yo, Nick. <laughs>